Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, your Wednesday, April 21st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow night to take on the New York Rangers, two in New York, and that'll wrap up the season series with the Rangers, uh, 7 o'clock on Thursday and 7 o'clock on Friday, and then the Flyers will return home on Sunday to take on the New Jersey Devils. 11 games on the schedule the rest of the way for the Flyers. The math is getting more difficult. We'll get to the uh, couple of the games from last night, which uh, dictate that. The Flyers will play four straight against Jersey. The first one at home on Sunday, then two on the road next Tuesday and Thursday, and then Saturday against Jersey as well. And then uh, on the uh, back home, rather, for two against the Penguins on May 3rd and 4th, uh, a back-to-back at the Wells Fargo Center, and then another back-to-back on May 7th and 8th with the Washington Capitals in D.C., and then the final game of the regular season coming up on May 10th, Monday against the New Jersey Devils. So we're down to the final 11 games and for the Flyers. And, and the math, like I said, is very difficult. The Rangers lost last night. That's one of the teams between the Flyers and the Bruins. 6-1 was the score in New York as the Islanders on the island beat the Rangers 6-1. And then also the Bruins got a 2-0 win over uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So the Bruins continue to get the job done. They continue to win games. And the effect on the standings is pretty pronounced. The Bruins now with 58 points, 11 up on the Flyers, and still a game in hand. They've now won five straight games. They're also six points up on the New York Rangers, and they have two games in hand on the Rangers. It looks like at this point, uh, the Bruins may not only solidify their playoff position real soon, but they may also be putting the press a little bit on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and, dare I say, even uh, the New York Islanders and Washington Capitals. The Bruins have it going on right now. Uh, They had a little bit of a skid coming out of their COVID protocol, uh, but they've really strung together some really good hockey of late, made some important moves at the trade deadline, acquiring Taylor Hall and others. So uh, the Bruins right now uh, look like a team that is not going to be caught here in the standings. Mathematically improbable for the Flyers, but technically speaking, they are still alive. But uh, Mike Yo. Flyers assistant coach is kind enough to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily to check in on all aspects of the team, including the couple of days off now between games where they can get back on the practice ice. Flyers assistant coach Mike Yo joins us now. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's it's wow, what a year it's been, right? We we haven't talked in a while since the early stages of the season, and we were complaining about getting outshot. At least somewhere I wasn't, but um, yeah. but it's been just such a wild ride. I mean, how's it been, kind of? for you guys as coaches with it's been so much hockey yeah yeah so much hockey uh obviously a lot of emotion and and uh you know when things are have been going kind of the way that they have lately and uh, a lot of frustration a lot of disappointment whatever you want to call it so it's i would say it's been a challenge it's been difficult um but uh um, the one nice thing about it is you always seem to have another game coming right up real quick where you can bounce back from and uh and that's our focus right now as a coach when you're playing well you want games to come fast and frenetic when you're struggling and you have uh some some structural issues and those kind of things you want the practice time but you guys just haven't had it how have you tried to compensate for not having those opportunities to get the team on the ice and practice well, there's no, there's, there's really not much you can do. You can, you obviously we've done a ton of video work, um, but there's no substitute for getting on the ice, whether it's, uh, you know, working on the habits that you need through the course of the game or working on, you know, the execution, the hands, uh, feeling the puck, uh, feeling good. You know, it, it's, 
it, it's, it's tough because you don't want to sit here and, and pound out excuses and, and sound like you're, you know, crying about the hand that you've been dealt. Um, but I've talked to a number of different coaches this year and uh, around the league and everyone shares sort of the same sentiment that it's uh, it's a challenge um, and it's, it's even more so of a challenge when things are not going well. Um, you know, you really don't have that opportunity to get in there uh, to work on things, to rebuild some confidence, to, to correct things. And, uh, and it's also a really big challenge for young players, uh, you know, which is understandable. I think that older players have a sort of a, they have more in the bank, uh, you know, lower times aren't going to hit them quite as hard as, as younger players. And, and they have sort of a different, uh, uh, they're at a different stage in their career where the preparation, what you do leading up to the games doesn't quite matter, um, quite the same that it would for a younger player. Talk about is part of it's a mental reset too, just to kind of let your brain recover and your emotion and uh, your just physical and mental fatigue. Sometimes to just recover, you need that in a, in a season. I know it's only fifty six games, but um, it's been condensed for you guys like some other teams with the COVID pause as well. How, how much of it is not being able to just reset, compartmentalize mentally? Yeah, uh, no question. That's a big part of it. Whether it's getting on the ice or even you know, just having the opportunity maybe to, uh, you know, go for dinner and turn your brain off from, you know, what happened the previous night. Uh, I think, you know, especially again, they, I mentioned some of the younger players, you know, they go home to an empty house. They don't have families um, and they sit there and, and they dwell on, you know, what's been happening or what happened in the previous game. And it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit harder for them to reset. And, and, and I think you see that, you know, when things are going well, um, you know, it's it's a little bit easier to continue that. You can carry that momentum in. Uh, but when things aren't going well, it's a little bit tougher to break it. And again, I'm not sitting here trying to pound out excuses. It's uh, we're all dealing with this. You know, everybody, everybody has, uh, you know, had to face this challenge throughout the league. Uh, but, uh, but certainly there is some reality to these things that we're that we're challenged with here. Yeah, but I think it's important to bring up too, Mike, is it's, you know, just because they're professional athletes doesn't mean they're not human, right? There are still human elements to all of this. And but like you said, we're restricted as citizens in this country and players through protocols are restricted in, in some ways even more. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, we've gotten, you know, a couple of memos from the league just sort of outlining and, and reminding basically that uh, that, you know, stay inside, don't go to restaurants. Uh, you know, you're, you're very limited in, in what you can do. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a human element to it for sure. And again, it's, uh, we're not trying to just make all the excuses. I, I know I keep repeating myself here. That's, that's not what it is, but, uh, but it is, it is probably good for people to understand some of the challenges that, that, uh, that the players face. It has been a challenging year for them. Uh, but, but that said, uh, we have to make sure we finish strong. We can't just, sit here and say, Oh, you know, not our year. It's, you know, we feel sorry for ourselves. You know, that that's, that's not the way that we're going to handle that. We, we understand what the reality is. And, uh, and, and our reality is that we have 11 games where we have to make a push. We have to get on top of our game and, uh, and we have to, to show that we're still fighting here. Mike, there was somebody had asked me for one of the uh, Twitter question segments that I did. Was there a turning point in the season? And I look back at a specific game that bothered me. You and I may have even talked about it. It was the 4-3 loss in overtime against the Boston Bruins where you guys were up two and there was uh, some self-inflicted wounds. You, you know, uh, penalties in the third period, three of them total. 
which led to three power play goals by the Bruins. Um, when did you guys feel like as a coaching staff that this, this was a real tough situation for this group and it was going to be really hard to pull out of it? Was it after the, the pause? Well, yeah, you know what? I think, I think the pause, we knew that that was going to be a huge challenge for us yeah. because they start to, you know, they start to reschedule things and you're looking at the schedule. I mean, we just came out of, I think nine games in 14 days or something like that. I've been, you know, I've coached over a thousand games in this league and I've never been through a stretch like that. Um, you know, so we knew that there was going to be challenges like that uh, coming out of it, going to Lake Tahoe. Uh, I think even Boston, you could see that their team struggled for a little while coming out of that. They've been able to correct things. I think it looks like now uh, they're, they're fine in their game. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, to pinpoint it on one game, certainly that was one of them. Uh, but I, I can't say it's just one game. It's sort of a, a buildup of a, of, of a number of disappointing games. You know, it seems like we've had a real tough time finding that consistency. And, uh, and, and obviously when you're talking about making the playoffs, consistency has to be the number one word that you use. I mean, we've beaten good teams. We've, we've beaten Washington. We've beaten the Islanders, you know, we've beaten Pittsburgh. We, we know that we can compete with those teams, but we just haven't done it consistently enough. And that's why we find ourselves in the position that we're in. And, uh, and like I said, to pinpoint it on one particular game, uh, it's, you know, you can certainly look at that game that you mentioned, um, but it's sort of a, a few disappointing uh, games that kind of creep in. And, and next thing you know, you find yourself wondering what's going on here. Like, would you guys try and do uh, as a coaching staff to, for the team not to fall behind in games? Like sometimes you say, all right, guys, let's prepare as if the game's a half hour earlier, right? You yeah. change the routine yeah. and those kind of things. How have you tried to kind of, you know, blunt that, uh, that, that slow starts and, and digging the hole? Well, I, I give A.B. credit because uh, obviously, you know, coaching in the league as long as he has, he's ha- you know, he's had a way of preparing the group and, and a method of doing things that, that's been very successful for him. And you can see him right now, like, uh, doing different things to, um, to, to help prepare the group. Uh, you know, the, I, I look back at our last game uh, against Boston, and I thought we had a real strong game against them. The, the game that we won, I, sorry, I believe that was our last one, but I just – the, the way that he handled his meetings was completely different, uh, trying to get the players more engaged, uh, um, you know, more interactive with the meetings and uh, just to bring a different approach because, you know, you get to a certain point where it's just, you do the same thing over and over again, every day you're playing a game, um, you know, maybe the message isn't quite received. So I feel like AB has been very creative with that sort of uh, approach and, and uh, and and that's uh, a credit to him that he's not just being stuck in the ways of, of, of the things that have been so so successful for him through his, through his career. Yeah, it's such a different, unique circumstance that we hope we'd never have to go through again. Let me ask you about special teams, Mike, because it, it, I've always been a firm believer that special teams are dialed in in practice. You know, spatial awareness, being put to the test in, in practice and, and going over those things. And with you guys with having no practice, 19 games in 33 days, I mean, that's just a really tough situation for special. You can do, like you said before, you can do all the video you want, but there's no spatial awareness when you're doing video. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of that. When you have the opportunity to practice, you know, being the penalty kill coach, um, you know, it's a little bit even more challenging to practice that. A lot of times when you're working on special teams, the guys that uh, some of your key guys on the penalty kill are on the power play. So, um, you know, you don't have the, op- if we have an opportunity to practice nowadays, we can't be on the ice for two hours because we can't drain ourselves for the next day. 
Um, so you work power play. Sometimes those guys don't even get a chance really to work on the penalty kill because they're on the power play side of things. Um, but I know even for the power play, to feel the puck, to have the chemistry, uh, you know, for us with the penalty kill, uh, to make sure that the habits are right. To you know, obviously when you're shorthanded, when you're down a man, if one player's stick is not in the right position, next thing you know, a seam is opening up. And uh, and for both units, you build confidence. And and when you're lacking confidence, just like any player, if you don't have the opportunity to get out there and to work on it, um, there's really only so much you can do. So I think both units, you know, power play and penalty kill, have had nights where they've looked very good. And then unfortunately, you know, similar to our team game, we've had nights that have been very bad. And uh, and it's tough to be successful if you don't have that consistency. Did you change anything on the PK? To me, it looks like, you know, it's a little bit more pressure of the puck, pressure entries, and a little bit more diamond sticks in the lane to prevent that east-west pass. No, I mean, like, we have basically the exact same um, system that that we had last year. You know, last year, I thought there was great improvements. We, we went from... Um, you know, we became a team that, uh, that shot suppression. I think we were number one in the league by a good amount, uh, as far as in terms of the number of, yeah, the number of shots, uh, on the penalty kill that, that we gave up compared to every other team. We were tops in the league, um, penalty kill, you know, percentage wise, I think we finished 11. So we showed some great improvement, but, uh, we didn't change anything, you know, in terms of, uh, uh, the way that we're doing things. And obviously through the course of the year, there's going to be parts that slip a little bit. Sometimes you may be a little bit over aggressive. Sometimes you, you may be a little bit too passive. Um, you know, so uh, I would just say that the, the, the lack of <clears throat> execution has been the biggest difference really. Um, when we're making mistakes, uh, quite often players are even aware of it. They come back to the bench there. That's my bad. I know I'm going to do that. Um, so again, it's consistency when we've been doing it. Uh, we've been effective, but unfortunately, we haven't been doing it uh, time and time again. I was talking about this the other day, Mike. As, as defenders in sports, no matter what it is, basketball, football, uh, and in hockey, um, predictability is an edge for the defense, right? Um, knowing what a team is going to try and do, and then you can defend it. Can, can you explain, Alexander Ovechkin? We all know where he's going to be. He's not going to move six feet. He's going to be on the entire power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's amazing. That's what great players do. Listen, uh, you know, we watched uh, the game before and, and he scored a goal uh, against a team that was playing him a completely different way. And the game before that against a team that was playing him a completely different way. Um, I think he's probably the greatest goal scorer that the league has ever seen. Uh, I know this is, That'd be an interesting debate, but great players just find a way to uh, to do that. And next thing, if you overplay him, then they've got Oshie in the pocket. If you overplay him, then they've got Carlson who's a one-timer up top. Um, obviously, you want to do everything you can to take it away, uh, but you've got to be spot on. And uh, and those goals that we gave up last game against them, we weren't spot on. Uh, you know, we, we were just a half second too late. And next thing, you know, he's getting that one-timer off and, and – uh, you got to be a hundred percent when you're, you got to be a hundred percent on your game. You've got to recognize those situations that are developing. You've got to be right out in the space. You got to be denying that one timer. And, uh, and we were too slow. We were too late. Yeah. And, and great players, they make you pay uh, when that happens. Mike, what's it been like to, to deal with players that you guys have been in and out of the lineup and, and keeping guys spirits up because, you know, games are coming fast and furious, and sometimes you can get into that mentality of, oh, no, here we go again really quick, and, and day in between to, to try and keep them 
focused on, hey, tomorrow's a new game, a new opportunity. How's that been trying to, in particular, the younger group, to keep their, their head kind of pointing in the right direction? I imagine it's very difficult. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I think a lot of those guys that you see, um, and not just the younger group, I look at a guy like Robert Hag, uh, she just came back into the lineup and uh, after being out, and he had a really strong game. Uh, you know, even though he hasn't been playing, um, I think that those guys that have been out of the lineup, they have the opportunity to skate, to practice, to work on their game. And so a lot of those guys that, that have come in, they've played very well for us. You look at Allison, he comes in and plays well. Rosinski came in and played well. Um, you know, Phil Myers has come out a couple times. He comes in and, and has played well. Same thing with Hag. Um, same thing with Sammy Moran when he when he was out. Uh, you know, obviously had an opportunity to play in Lehigh. Um, so uh, even though it's difficult, I think that we've just tried to approach it like let's use this as a positive. Let's use this time, work on your game, and uh, and given the way things are going this year, you know you're going to get back in. Um, so just make sure you're prepared for that moment. Um, let me ask you about um, the, these final games because after the trade deadline, when when Chuck met with the uh, media. He mentioned that this is a very important evaluation period. It was 14 games at the time. You guys still have 11 to go. This, and I know AV talked about it in his press conference uh, and his availability uh, after practice. How important are these 11 games for, for players to be pros, to go out there and do your job, go out there and give an honest effort every day, every game, every shift, and, and go out there and be professionals in that evaluation towards the end of the year? For me, it's extremely important. It's, uh, you know, it, you can talk about strategy, you can talk about X's and O's, you can even talk about talent, but, you know, culture is one thing that, uh, that you know, may be number one on the list. You know, you look at the great organizations, teams that have won uh, championships, multiple championships, they've got great cultures, and, and we have to prove that that's what we have here. And, uh, yes, it's been disappointing up to this point, um, but what do good, good cultures, you know, do? Do they hang their head? Do they feel sorry for themselves? Do they quit? Um, or do they put their head down? They get to work. Uh, they show their fans that they care. They play with pride. Uh, they play for their teammates and they, and they play, you know, to, to earn that respect that, that I think that has to be deserved. Um, so that's, that's gotta be our mindset. And, uh, and I, you know, us as a coaching staff, I can promise that we won't expect or, or demand any less than that. Yeah. And that, and that that's going to show the organization and, and everybody else too, that, um, whether you're here to be a part of the solution or if not, then you get, you got to make decisions, right? Well, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, AV, uh, Michelle, myself, you know, Lappy, uh, Chuck, we, you know, everybody is here with the intention and the belief that we're going to win a Stanley cup, that, you know, that's what we're here for. We want to bring another Stanley cup to Philadelphia. And, uh, and obviously uh, we're at the point right now where this is becoming very challenging to, to give ourselves a chance to do that this year. Um, but we have to make sure that we're doing the right things and we find the right pieces that are able to do that for us. So we believe that we have a lot of that here. Um, but again, I think that uh, how we play this, this last 11 games, we're going to be able to figure some more things out about some people, how they handle this adversity, how they handle disappointment, and, uh, and how willing are you to push uh, going forward. Yeah, and it's, it's like the ultimate test for a player too, right? Like where you go, okay, we know the math, it's highly improbable, but how you finish, you can still finish this on a good note and carry that into your off-season preparation and, and use it as motivation going forward. 
Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, I mean, you're, you're playing, you're still, no matter what, I mean, like, again, we're not mathematically eliminated, so I think that we should use that. And, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in it. It's not just a, a cliche or anything. You keep playing. You got to keep, it should mean we're, we're trying even harder. Desperation time is now. Um, but you're playing for your fans. You're playing for the guys across the, you know, the, the room for you in the dressing room. You're playing for pride. And you're playing for respect, and uh, so for me, it shouldn't be shouldn't be difficult to get up for these games. You know, I know it's disappointing where we're at and everything right now. Well, let's let's do something about it. Let's go out there. Um, let's let's purpose. throw it all out there. Let's give everything we got, and let's show the people, you know, Philadelphia, and, um, that 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 we're disappointed, but we're going to keep fighting. And uh, and and even if we maybe come up short this year, and and again, I'm not we're not quitting on this season, but maybe we do, but we're going to go down swinging. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, I've always firmly believed as long as they plug that big scoreboard in and there's uh, they're keeping score up there, you got to do whatever you got to do to win the game uh, and compete Absolutely. to do so and do the right things. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mike, we appreciate it as always. Thanks for doing this. I, I know it's been a difficult year for, for everybody. And, um, you know, here's the better times and, and hopefully this last 11 games, you know, guys can really show something and, uh, and, and, you know, get this, get this fan base really excited and, and Flyers hockey, and it, it's just been it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. I know that for you guys and, and for everybody watching as well. But th- thanks for taking the time, as always. Yeah, anytime, Jason. Thank you. Special thanks to Mike Yo for joining us on this edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Uh, you know, I thank Mike for coming on, and here's why. Right now is not one of those times where coaches and players are chomping at the bit to talk. Uh, it's been an extremely rough season, a frustrating season. Uh, but I compliment Mike for agreeing to come on and, and answer some of my questions and some of the questions that you guys have as well uh, about this team. And and it, it's not an easy situation. There's not many right answers. That's why you heard Mike repeatedly say, we're not making excuses. There are, there are realities to the situation uh, for the Flyers and for a lot of other teams, but um, they aren't excuses because a lot of teams are dealing with, uh, you know, condensed schedules and COVID outbreaks and everything else that has gone on in this NHL season. So uh, Mike had to repeat that a few times, but um, I get where he's coming from. And uh, here's to hoping better times are on the horizon. I think these final 11 games mean a lot. I really do. I think they mean a tremendous amount about this team. And I think we'll find out a lot of very useful information. The term I think I used with Mike was, we'll find out who's a part of the solution and maybe who's a part of the problem. And knowing that and finding that out in these final 11 games, I think is very important to how a team enters the offseason with that knowledge and also uh, with, uh, you know, knowing what needs to be done to get this thing pointed in the right direction again. Get back to being the team they were heading into that pause in March a year ago, a year and change ago, and taking a progressive step forward, not the team that we've seen that's been so erratic and inconsistent this season consistently inconsistent i guess is the best way to put it but that's going to put a wrap on this edition of flyers daily we'll have a game day edition for you tomorrow as the flyers will start out the first of two in new york against the rangers in the meantime everybody thanks for listening and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's flyers daily